Hello, and welcome to the Peer Support Podcast.org, where we combine self care, tips, tricks, industry updates, as well as community resources for the new or aspiring peer support specialist to the seasoned behavioral health professional. Feel free to join us live on our social media pages at the peer support podcast.org as well as join us in our mission to serve the underserved communities on our website at the peer support podcast.org thank you for listening hello and welcome back to the peer support podcast.org so i'd like to welcome you all back here uh, in this episode, we're going to go and talk a little bit more and dive deeper into communication and how to really kind of communicate with your peers utilizing the motivational interviewing techniques, which I will discuss and elaborate on more towards the end of this episode. But first, I want to go ahead and start this journey inward because, like I said, it starts with you in order for you to be able to perfectly implement it for other people. So when I talk about communication, I'm um, when it comes to yourself, I am also talking about self care. This has a lot to do with how effective you will be. And also whether or not you're going to burn out or not. This is the number one tool aside from boundaries like we went over in the last episode and the assertive communication template that I gave you in the first episode, which feel free to go ahead and visit, revisit those episodes if you are just joining us today. And if you are, welcome. Anyways, so now that we have an assertive means of communication, we also know how to actively show and help a consumer or a peer be able to get you know put down in writing how they can communicate assertively and then we kind of went over the the support channel and how important the support channel is and how you can utilize that support channel when discussing difficult repetitive behavior patterns of behavior which we want to disrupt. But anyways, without further ado, the purpose of learning how to communicate is, is a very important skill. And if you don't have it, if you are kind of more of a socially anxious person and you've been listening so far, you're probably about to go into a nervous breakdown yourself. I know when I first started this journey, I definitely was a nervous wreck when it came to social interactions. And as you can tell, I'm a little bit more confident today, feeling really good about this whole podcast thing, because this isn't my everyday thing, you know, sitting in front of a camera and just talking. But anyway, so having that means of communication and communicating those difficult things that need to be said, like, let's say, for example, you, somebody crossed those boundaries and now it's time to communicate with them how you feel about those boundaries. Now, also, 
because uh, we are our everyday life and the experiences that happen, like some of something happens abruptly that catches you off guard or a traumatic event. We tend to carry that with us a lot of times. And so in order to fully really kind of release that, there is the only way to go about doing that. There's only one way to go about doing that. Well, there are, there are a few other avenues, but there's no really easy way to do it. And a lot of you are not going to like what I have to say. And that is, you got to talk about it. You got to find out how to express into words the way that you feel with a healthy support channel. Like I said, went over in the last episode. Now that we've just, if you established a healthy relationship with healthy people and you are able to communicate your feelings effectively, your support channel will then strengthen because people will respect you because you will be able to respect yourself. So having that ability to communicate is very important. And so a good way to start is doing a little exercise. Yes, more homework for those of you who haven't, uh, who, who, who need this, who, who need to do the work. Um, yes, there's homework for you. But for those of you who just want to learn a template on how to really kind of, um, you know, a really good exercise to go over with a, a consumer or a peer, um, aside from all, you know, on top of like the boundaries thing, it is a dissection or a breakdown or a, uh, emotion tree. And that is basically, you know, pinpointing what is the major emotions that kind of always kind of come up in your life. And it always kind of gets in the way of things sometimes, or maybe they, they do, they do the opposite and everything in between. It's good to kind of get those emotions out, write them down. And then, you know, kind of like a number, like, I don't know if you ever have done this. I'm going to have to bring out the whiteboard here uh, towards the end and kind of make a separate video on that, which will be in the playlist. But there you have your, you have anger, you know, and, 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 and when you really kind of dissect it, what really kind of are the building blocks to anger? Is it fear? You know, really kind of think about it. Is it fear, sadness? Like, what is it make, what's making me, you know, angry? What's building up to this, this strong emotion here? Cause I want to talk about like the really strong emotions. I'm really, I'm really talking about that because when they kind of sit down and, or you kind of sit down and you kind of dissect these emotions individually and go really more in depth with them, you're not only learning a means of to communicate what's really, you know, your emotions, uh, the emotions that are going on, but you're also kind of building that emotional intelligence in your peer, which is another building block to self-esteem. And like I said, there's a method to the madness. Each episode is in, is in sequential order to really kind of um, give you a template on how to build uh, a peer from no self-esteem to a goal-crushing monster who is just really excited for life like I am. And hopefully all of you are there too. But anyways, so that is, in a nutshell, a really important topic of discussion. It's really important work to kind of be emotionally intelligent 
and to be able to communicate those things. Now, I want to talk a little bit more. Well, not talk a little bit more. I want to bring up a really common anchor, well, not a sinkhole that is so common in today's society. And that is stigma. Much like boundaries, stigma has kind of evolved over time to from from it, from what could have possibly have been a boundary that had that has popularized and really kind of became a concrete foundation into the very chromosome or psyche of of the of our sub of the subconscious right into the very subconscious of 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 our of our very being there is a a, a stigma exists but it's to prevent something well i'm not going to really elaborate on it now stigma is kind of like a barrier now there's many different stigmas and that is there is social stigma what we believe is socially acceptable and what is not you know there is what is not is stigmatized and so there's a lot of stigma um, within the social construct of humanity. There are certain things that are very taboo and looked at adversely. And there's a lot of them over time, unfortunately, that I believe were wrongfully labeled. Now, people may get mad at me for saying this, but psychology is kind of a pseudoscience. It is always evolving. Now, me, I'm your average Joe who just uh, was unfortunate, but fortunate enough uh, in life to, I'm probably like the most luckiest, unlucky person you'll ever meet. Um, but I managed to take those stepping stones or take those bumps in the road and turn them into stepping stones. Now, stigma for me, for example, as a Native American man, um, we tend to stigmatize sharing emotion or talking about our issues. That is a very common stigma. Now, I understand, you know, because I've been there and that was a, a common thing for me. And I would just bottle things up. And then when, like, when, when, when something small would happen... I would have all this build up, all this stuff built on top of each other that that little straw would break the proverbial camel's back, so to speak. And I would just go off on people that <laughs> didn't deserve it. And I regretted it then and I regret it now. So it's kind of good to be able to get that out in a more positive manner. And that is why I wanted to talk about that support channel before I got into this topic, because self-care is very important and having, being able to communicate your emotions to allow you to, to not keep a messy room. You, you, you wouldn't clutter up your, your kitchen or your office or your room, you know, if you, if you, you know, and you shouldn't do the same with yourself and your mind, you know? And, um, you know, 
There's another exercise that I really am excited to go over. It's a very important one. You'll have to check the uh, tips playlist. It's all about uh, self-identifying self because that's, that's another important topic of discussion, which I will elaborate more on in, in the next episode as well. Because, yes, that is a missing piece in a lot of people's lives along with purpose and meaning. And together we can bring new purpose and meaning to recovery. Uh, and then, so now, as promised, I was, I'm going to talk a little bit about motivational interviewing techniques, also known as ORs, or as I like to call them, EORs. And I'll get a little bit about that, get into a little bit about that more at the end, too. Anyways, so ORs is a very common tool that is used throughout peer support, and you'll find it in many state certificate certified curriculums now it's a very important uh acronym that stands for open-ended questions which are essentially questions that cause the um peer or the consumer to elaborate a little bit more to go a little bit more in depth with their answers rather than answering it with just one word answers because that you know becomes a that's a very common thing when somebody doesn't want to open up a lot so causing them to, to speak and elaborate more is is kind of like it's kind of like a little cheese that you want to dangle in front of the mouse to get it out of its hole because uh you know we want it we want them to see see a little bit of light each day from the sun you know trying to get them out and stuff so that's the open-ended questions. And then, so now we have affirmations, which is very, very important because you're affirming good behavior is what that means. So like, for example, if a peer were to come in there, a consumer were to come into my office, I would quickly, you know, uh, affirm them being there. Uh, I would already look at their RPOC or their, what their, their notes from the care coordinator. And so I already know what I'm up against. And so now I can, kind of set boundaries as to what parts of my story are going to be effective. And then when they come in, I can affirm them just coming in there to visit me and be like, Hey, you know, it's very hard to actually find the courage and the strength to come and ask for help. So you coming here today uh, is, is I, I, I really, really commend you on that. And so now my next question is, what brings you in today? So that's kind of an open-ended question slash affirmation. The next one is reflections. Now, this is an active listening technique where you're kind of reflecting back what that individual is saying because everybody wants to feel adequate or like they're being listened to finally. Because let me tell you something. Not everybody comes in there for advice, and it's very important to make sure that you realize that too. Not everybody needs advice. Some people just want to be listened to. Now, the next one is summary. Now, this is where paying attention to what the person is saying and listening is very, why it's very important. And that's why those active listening techniques are very important. Kind of that reflection, reflecting it back like three times. I kind of do that. It kind of helps concrete things a little bit more in my mind. And it allows the peer to actually, you know, see that I'm listening. 
because summarizing what they say is a very effective tool in gaining trust. Like I said, trust is a very important one that we went over in the last episode. Anyways, I hope you all uh, got something from this. This You have been awesome. I greatly appreciate this. If you would like to join the conversation live, feel free to look us up at Facebook or at facebook.com slash the peer support podcast.org. You could find us on all podcast streaming, uh, stream, streaming services, as well as all the social medias at the peer support podcast.org. Together, we can bring new purpose and meaning to behavioral health and recovery. So live life with passion and purpose, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peer Support Podcast. We hope you will join us to take this conversation further on our Facebook group at the Peer Support Podcast.org and ask about our self care private Facebook group for those of you who already are in practice. Feel free to join us in this exciting mission to finally be able to help the First Nations people at the peer support podcast.org where your donations are always welcome and very much appreciated stay tuned for the next episode every monday at 12 p.m thank you this is jason catchanego signing out